Yes, yeah, I haven't put put us on. It's eight seventeen. It's the twenty first of July, June, May, May. Ah, and welcome to today's guest. It's Maladin. Now people can see you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Hi. So I've got a bit of a process. So the reason why I do that is as a podcast version. So it kind of then lets people know when it was recorded. Mm. So, well, makes sense. Oh man, I hate that about blog posts. When you have a blog post that doesn't have a date on it, have you seen that? No. I mean, how does that happen? Some, no, some websites just don't date their blog posts. I hate that. I it's not, it, not technical blog posts, but you know, technical people realize the importance of dates. All right. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. All right. You can't see this properly, but I'll do that for you. <laughs> That's synchronizing sound and vision. Everyone. Hollywood, finally. Yeah, yeah. And there we go. Now, you can't see that properly, but everyone on the stream. Okay. There we go. And so there's your version. Well, which is over there. Well, well done. See that. There we go. I love, I love the colors. <laughs> well, it's... It, I, 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 have, I did get a magnet font of this, and you could do it yourself, but these are actually real magnets, so I thought it was much nicer to do... You know, yeah, yeah. It's did you did you buy them or did you three D printed them? Um, we bought bought them years and years okay. ago. Um, because our girls, you know, just for putting stuff on the fridge. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, we. Uh, I actually got those. Uh, I don't know if you've seen them, but uh, like poetry. Oh yes, it, yeah. It has like words, and then you have like bad poetry and um, like. Uh, depressed poetry and kinky poetry and stuff like that and you have all kinds of words and food poetry and stuff like that and then you can mix them all up on your <laughs> so, fridge and then you can write really nice songs so welcome to geeks on screen with coffee um what are you drinking are you drinking coffee tonight or no nope. okay okay yeah i actually don't drink coffee at all oh okay you a tea I, drinker I, or a... No, I just don't like the the, the taste of coffee. <laughs> I, I do drink tea, of course, but so coffee, red wine, all of the things that have those kind of earthly tannin stuff, I don't like. Okay. Just does, just doesn't sit well. So, do you want to just introduce yourself? Just uh, tell people where you're from. Um, you you obviously know a previous guest, um, actually a couple. Because Annette as well. Um, do you want to? Well, from what from what I've seen, the people you had on this show, I pretty much know them all. <laughs> okay, all right. Because <laughs> well, they're all MVPs, yes. Well, most. Well, of them well are. not not that, but you know, you, you know, you. I mean, you know, people from conferences and stuff, right? So. Oh yeah, but not them. not everybody that I have spoken to, I actually know. So I've spoken to Benny, but I didn't know Benny before. Um, uh, the Jager, no. The... Yeah. Oh yeah, I know him. He was in Slovenia. I actually gave him a ride to the airport. <laughs> so, yes. You you have never been to Slovenia, right? No, no, I haven't. No, I haven't done the. You should you should submit to our sequel Saturday. I should do. Um, there's yeah. There there would be reasons. Um, um, there'll be, there's unbroadcastable reasons why I might not be able to. Um, <laughs> here's, what, here, here's what you do. It's in December. It's the second weekend of December every year. What you do is you take your kids, you you put them somewhere in uh, so they can stay with somebody, and you take your wife and bring her to Slovenia. I don't think she wouldn't want to go without the kids. But if the if it's cold, you know. There's, it is. If there's snow and in Slovenia, then you know they'd love that. For, I mean, sure you can bring your kids, but you know. But for about ten minutes, they get you know go out play in the snow, and then they go, oh, it's a bit cold, and then want to go inside again. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so I am I am from Slovenia. That's a small country south of Austria. Um, I'm an MVP for data platform. I've been doing SQL and .NET for 20 years now. 
as we talked before, right? Ten years ago, it was it's not the '90s anymore. <laughs> um, although the last two years I've been working with Swift, so the apples for Apple, the Swift programming language, I've been oh, working with that. Oh, okay. It's an, yeah. it's an interesting branch out from the normal SQL and .NET stuff. It's it, it's, it's it's interesting to see what you know, like programming design patterns they do in the Xcode. Uh, code editor is like, and you know, to see the other side of the fence. <laughs> the the other is so it. The grass is not greener. Well, all right. Side. Each programming <laughs> language is going to have its own interesting nuances, and there are certain things that are easier to do in either F sharp than C sharp. But so is Swift more like C, or is it? It's very C sharp y um, so when it comes to syntax, it's a lot similar to C Sharp or Java. Um, when it comes to semantics and everything else, it's not like it's more like C. It's it has these different things like that we are not familiar with in, in .NET. Like um, you have to you have to you have like optional types, and you have types that cannot be null. Then you have types that if you want them to be null, you have to unwrap them, right? Stuff like that. Um, it's it's an interesting switch of the mindset, and and um, it's actually nice to learn something new that's completely outside of the Microsoft's domain. So how long have you been doing that then? To Swift for no, for about four years now. Four years. Is that at purely my... for work on a Mac, or is that to work yeah. on iPad? type applications no, is oh uh, no it's it's ipad iphone okay right. i've been developing an app for work i've been working on an app for work okay so rather i i did some stuff for an app a long time ago but that was when app frameworks were like all the rage where you didn't really write stuff you wrote it in a framework and then you could then publish it to apple right. or, or or android right like Xamarin or Cordova or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think yeah. we use Cordova, and I think I looked at Xamarin being on the market, because, you know, well, before I've, Microsoft bought them. I, I've taken a look at Xamarin, but it was still in its early stages. And uh, the problem with those frameworks at that time was, sure, they worked until they didn't. And then you got an error, and then you Googled that error, and you got nothing back. So uh, it just it just... At the time, it wasn't worth it. So, how do you find the community then? The kind of developer community around the kind of the Mac stuff is it as good as the .NET and the SQL community? Um, I have no idea because I've I haven't really joined any forums or anything like that. Basically, you Google stuff on the Stack Overflow. Um, you read blogs. <laughs> okay. there, I mean, there are there are a lot of blogs about it, and there are people similar in, as in the SQL and .NET community that you know, do heavy technical blogs and everything, and that helps a lot. Um, but, you know, in the end, I mean, if you have the basic concepts down, you know, like how to do basic design of an application, how to how to put stuff together, you know, not, not to do spaghetti code. Um, from the beginning, in the end, everything end, ends up as spaghetti code. Um, <laughs> then you don't have a problem. Then you just have a syntactic problem where you have to learn the syntax and few nuances and that's it yeah well, it's you, you spend more time figuring out how the editor works and and trying to get it to compile and then push down onto a device yeah that was the trickiest yep. thing when i played with it um that was where we had all the struggle but um once yeah, you get it's, that, it's those yeah, yeah it, it's like what was the word uh, the phrase for it like beginners something not beginners luck but you know when you start with something and it's hard and it's like birthing pains or something like that yeah 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 yeah. there's always yes yeah yeah there's always um uh oh yes i know i'm i I know what you mean there's always yeah exactly (laughs) getting started is always really hard and once you're over that first hump you know and then it's fine yeah Yeah, but so i i knew you from well i'm gonna say i knew of you uh from 50 maybe 14 years ago because you wrote the uh, SS, SSMS tools pack. Did I get that right? Yep. 
Okay. Yep. You do. Yeah. I mean, I have honestly, I haven't like downloaded or used it because I haven't touched SQL in proper SQL in many years. So um, why not? Because uh, I do, <laughs> I do. I, well, I do Synapse or SQL Data Warehouse. Oh right, you went to the mothership. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. So cool, cool. Um, and yes, do you know what I have considered? Because so the reason why, well, we'll go back in time. So the reason why I found out about you is because um, people like Annette Allen and Jonathan Allen, the Allens, told me about mm-hmm. you and and your great software, and kind of I saw what you did. And I started, and I did something very similar myself, uh, a management studio plugin. And, you know, just because I had time and I was trying to learn something interesting, um, I didn't do anywhere near the functionality you did. I mean, I'd look at yours and go, my God, this man spends hours and hours of his time, his life on this. This must be his full time job. Um, No, that's what I thought about. it's It's a completely free time. I do it completely in my free time. Um, it's interesting though. I've I've tried to calculate the hours that I worked on it, and I've calculated that it took me about in these last fifteen years, it took me about two to three years of actual work. So after our work, right? Yeah. So you know, now you can do the calculation yourself. But interestingly, though, the whole thing started as a challenge because uh, I was at the time. So in two thousand and two or 2003 i was at um very active in the forums the sqlteam.com forums i don't know if you know about them but those were very popular back then them and sql server central Um, and there there was a guy from sweden um, who i talked to and he said you know what i would love to have like what i would love to have crud store procedure generation functionality in ssms and i'm like okay interesting What's the problem? Is yeah, that, and he goes, well, there's nothing like that in there. So can't you extend it? Because you could extend Visual Studio at that time, right? But nobody knew anything about doing extensions for SSMS. And uh, I said, okay, give me, give me a weekend, and I'll see what I can do. And it, I actually I remember that because I've started working at like eight o'clock in the evening on Friday. I didn't sleep the whole night because it pulled me so hard inside inside the whole thing into reverse engineering everything because I love reverse engineering stuff. Um, it pulled me so hard that I went to, to bed like on the Saturday evening, not before. And then on Monday, I had uh, like a working prototype. And then I just expanded on that through the years. So how did you reverse engineer it? Uh, basically, I reflected the hell out of the, the okay. code. All right. um, I, I, what I did first is so you know how um, Visual Studio when you load it when it has to load the add-ins at that time in 2005 it scanned um, certain folders to check where the where or registry entries to check where to look for the DLLs of the add-ins so I used process process explorer and process monitor from system channels um, to to check where those folders are and then just played with it to see right. what happened. I, I, I compared that to Visual Studio stuff and it was pretty much the same. So I did I did something similar in I was working at a company in the UK and the code the SQL code was awful all over the place. Trying to trying to understand it was a nightmare because people would just write spaghetti code, just blah 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 blah, yeah. blah blah all over the place. And it was just like, well, can't can't reformat that. And and I went, yeah. So I wrote just a Windows form to format it. And yeah. I'm not clever. But what I did read was a blog by, I think it's Gert Draper. Gert Draper. Draper. Gert Draper. Yeah. And he showed that in Visual Studio, there were some DLLs that did code, that did SQL code formatting and some other SQL jobs. That weren't being exposed really? in Management Studio, yeah. And I think I did not know that. in the in the very first, and they're still in there. In the very first versions of um, Data, no, not Data Studio. It was uh, SSDT, the the mm. very first, yeah. you know, 
they were dropped in. So I picked them up um, and I just went, well, you know, you, all you do is you pass in the SQL, it tokenizes it and it then formats it, um, removes uh -uh. removes all the comments. So it wasn't perfect. Um, so I just did that and I then formatted the code and then went, all right, well, I could write a management, management studio add-in similar to yours because uh, that must be possible. God, that was that, that I wasted days of my life on that and i remember felt good though right no no because i failed i tried it i tried it once and i spent hours on it you know i mean days worth of time you know eight, yeah. 16 18 hours 20 hours i can't remember and then like two three weeks later i then tried again and made it work but in, in like two hours <laughs> uh yeah i can't remember I, oh, I don't know maybe it was two maybe it was another another 20 hours but i got it to work because it was so finickety and kind of so yeah. so nasty um and i only have added a few bits of functionality and it was mostly just for formatting code um and that that and then there was someone like you had all this functionality in there for looking at kind of the versions of sql that ran and all these other stuff um there was something else you did um that i really liked Oh, I can't remember what it was. There was some really cool function. It's like, my God, this is in here. Um, and it's free. It, it's um, probably still in there, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I haven't taken anything else. So. Uh, and then as time went on, you know, things broke when they released 2008. You had to rewrite oh, the add-in and then R2. Every major version. Every major 12. version. 12. Um, yeah. And then I, what? made me give up <laughs> is is um was when i saw redgate do that so I, I i created a source control version actually of it i create so a management studio source control uh -huh. well it wasn't really well it was version control but yeah. so what it did uh, it just used to it created a trigger you right click on the database it created a database trigger and then whenever you then um uh, change any of the schema it logged all that so you could right-click on a table. It, it, it logged it into a table in your database. Then whenever you right-clicked yeah. on any table, it could give you the version history of it. Which helps a lot to, uh, to be able to see that. Oh, yeah. And so I could see when other developers were breaking stored procedures and stuff, I could go back and look at different versions, <laughs> uh, all within a database. And then this company out of Cambridge, Redgate, did this proper source control integration, mm -hmm. which was great that and i thought that was really groovy but they also then changed the icons in management studio and when i saw them do that then i thought <laughs> right no this is this is this is too much i yeah i saw i saw them do that as well and i thought about should i even try to do that because i, I generally know how it's done but it's like just a bit of work and i said nah not worth it <laughs> and uh do you know I how don't they, have any, I, I don't have any original icons of my own. Do you know how they um, how they did it? They did, and so I was asking the guys at SQL Bits, I can't remember which one it was, um, because they've had that source control integration for quite a yeah. while. Um, they had a, years now. Yeah, they had an internal competition. So basically, they, so they basically just gave out, right, who can do this? just through the entire company to see whether, and a couple of a couple of teams came up to try and do it in different ways and only one of them managed it. So their brightest team kind of came up with it. And I thought, right. So uh, so then you think about it, right? It's uh, If you look at Redgate and all the other companies that do SSMS add-ins, right? Yeah. They have whole te teams of people, right? They, have, they had like, at the time, they had a lot of people working on them, right? There's no way you can compete with that as a single person. No, and then kind there's, of there's no way, right? And you've got the maintenance I, issue of people send yeah, you bugs, yeah. So, and yeah, that, that's the that's actually the thing that kills um, like um, hobbyist software, right? Maintenance and and user 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 customer service and stuff like that. You know, um, I always say that the long term long term success of a business is. It always depends on the customer service. Well, it's that's the unglamorous, the boring bit, the yeah. 
yep. investigating bugs. Um, yep. New functionality is new, cool, it's sexy. I'll write this, it will do all these great things. And it works on my computer, it works on the machines I've tested it on. And then, yeah. well, if you've got to write that add in now, and I've now got to test it on, well, SQL 2005, well, maybe not now, but at yeah. the time, there were like four different versions of Management Studio, and you've got to test it with each one. Oh, no. I do have, I, I do have a virtual machine that has all SSMSs on it, and then I test it on there, but. So they're all together and it works. But I have, I have, so my bug reporting, if you're interested, my bug reporting is basically, I use this tool called PostShot that is an, uh, an aspect-oriented programming uh, tool. Uh, and I use that in my code, right? And what, it, what I do is for every method that I mark, um, it inserts try-catch into it. On the com at compile time, right? I don't try to try. I don't try to try catch into every method. So at compile time, it does this, and I can I get an error report if a bug happens. I get an error report for and with exact stack, stack trace and everything, right? And I can I can add extra functionality into it and stuff like that. And let me tell you, there's some crazy stuff that people have in different setups. I mean, I have about so the last time I checked, I had about two hundred thousand installations so all around the world. And it's it's crazy what what people have the, the edge cases. It's insane. I mean, I can't even remember a, 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 the the craziest one. But it's I mean, there was stuff like people didn't have access to my documents or stuff like that. Yeah, because you know? I guess or, stuff or, is on or, work machines, and it's locked yeah, down or, and. Yeah, or, or one the, the one of the last well last the issues I had in the last like a year or so, people installed it and it didn't install. It just it didn't install. But the, the log said the installer log said it, it it installed successfully. So what happens? Sandboxing. Uh, okay. So sandboxing allows it to install then removes it. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus, come on. But what you can't do anything about that. It's just that's 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 it, isn't it? No, but the thing is, you have to realize that that's happening. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So imagine imagine doing that for the first time. Somebody reports that it didn't install. What do you do? And the installer log shows that it installed successfully. How do you debug that remotely? Right. Well, you just can't, can you? Exactly. You can't. That's just... so yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to see what, what people have, and that's very weird. You know, you know what the what the interesting thing is. So I know, um, well, with the rule of thumb, I know how many people still install 2008 versions. You want you want to know what the percentage is? Yeah, go on. It must be quite high. It's forty percent. Forty percent are still on. Forty percent are still on 2008. Well, still use SSMS 2008. So this is SSMS I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't track any SQL Server info or anything like that. No. So it's possible to connect to a higher version, but things just go wonky and things break, and yeah. it's yeah. So yeah. The, clearly they've only got 2008 and and lower. Yep. And it, it blows my mind. As I said, I, I don't, I, I cannot collect exact numbers, but this is a rule of thumb. Um, but it's it's insane that because is... I also don't collect any customer data at all. No, no, no. Well, because then you've got to be responsible for it. So yeah, of course, yeah. I, I do know a bit about security. <laughs> <laughs> but if people want it now, there's a paid for. So there is a. Is there still a free version for 2008 uh, only? Oh, okay. Uh, and then people so have for to the higher versions. I don't have a free version. It did, it didn't make sense. Okay, because you think people would just so there was no point in reducing some of the functionality, having a freeware version. Oh and... no, I I hate that. I hate that. I am so hard against that in software that it kills. Me. You know what? What I actually did. People had. I was actually talking with. Um, oh, who was it? I think it was Aaron Bertrand. You know him, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so he told me that he needed a way to 
install it on a VM, which gets destroyed often. You know, so yeah. if you if you have a VM and you install it and license it on that VM and you destroy it, your license goes bye bye. Uh, right? Okay, yeah. So yeah. If you wanted a way to, you know, so then I, I thought about I had a 14 day trial version, right? And because of that, I actually extended it to 60 days, so you can have a demo version for 60 days. That's a long demo period. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. But the thing is, with software like this, you need a bit of a like a lead in time. Um, so that you can test all of the stuff and even better you get hooked to it <laughs> yes well you start because you rely on it after 60 days mm. it's all basic psychology my friend <laughs> yes well there's well, it's not just writing I'm, software I'm I'm, I'm, no no but it is isn't it it's not just writing software there's the psychology of well having a do you have a trial period do you have a free version you know um how much you charge because you might find that you charge more more people might buy it because they think it's worth more if you charge true. a small amount people don't they think it's not worth it true um i had a i had, I had long conversations about this with william william durkin yeah. he always goes charge more <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like no no it's okay it's okay the thing is um a lot of my customer base are not companies but users uh, like individuals right and individuals if, if you buy it from a company budget um you get a bit of a leeway when it comes to price right but if you're paying out of your own pocket 100 euros or 100 pounds or 100 dollars can be a lot for something that you don't think gives you enough value right yeah even if it does but you you know you know how pricing goes yeah um so i said like you know India. So I, I checked like the competition at the time, and uh, you know, what's the possible user base? What's the possible? What's the possible installations? What's the possible um, you know penetration of of uh, of software? And then I just threw a dart. <laughs> really? You just went? Yeah. yeah. This sounds about. Yeah, as like ballpark. <laughs> how much would I spend? How how much is it? I mean, just it's, it's we could... right now. Right now, a single license it's, is 30 euros. Which is, what, the equivalent of... Like 28 pounds now that yeah. the pound has gone down. Oh, yeah, right. Don't keep <laughs> reminding us. Oh, I'm just thinking, right, That's that could be, what, 12 cups of coffee, 12, 16 cups of coffee. Yeah. You know, if you think about it like that... Yeah, but nobody thinks about it like that. <laughs> well, well Honestly, you know, but... well, we, yeah. Well, when I but talk yeah. to, to people about Synapse, I say, well, someone goes, running a, you know, run, running a, a whole server is quite expensive. And you go, £5.60 an hour for a machine mm -hmm. that's this big, you know, for a whole machine. Or you could run, you know, you can run a data warehouse for £1 something an hour. Is is that expensive? How much would you, how much did you spend on Starbucks this morning? And you say, and you go, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, about an it, hour. Yeah, we're okay. <laughs> you know, those those hours add up. <laughs> they they do add up. And <laughs> if right the, the reason why I know I'm not a clever man is because several occasions I've left it running. Now no, normally there is a reason, you know, because I was doing a demo on a Friday or something and I forgot about it. I left a customer site or I ran out the door and I didn't turn it off. Um, but I that did it. You are forgetful, man. Yeah, but I did it the other week on on an on a on my on an MSDN subscription, which only has one hundred and fifty dollars, you know, so it yeah. didn't last very long on that. And then it just ate <laughs> up all the money. Well, that, that's why you have to put a credit card uh, for that account with no money on it. it was, that's why I turned the credit card off on that one, because that did bite me one yeah, exactly. time. So normally I have a script that shuts it. So on my, my work one, I have a script that shuts it down. But I was playing around and I didn't set one up on this MSDN subscription. So um, it didn't mm. shut it down. So my fault. But um, Yeah, I think that, that Azure should handle those kinds of things right it's, but i know it, it, it's very hard to do because how do they know that you you don't want it shut down 
the yeah you need I, the check when you create it you need the checkbox like shut down in x yes, amount of time yeah it took a long time for that to appear on a vm it mm-hmm. took it took a so you know all i do is i just have some azure automation script that runs every couple of hours and it just turns off the data warehouse which is kind of it's really simple and it's not stuff i wrote i stole it from someone else um but that's why, how it's done why i can you know a github it's on it's on a github repo just take that code i've used it so many times i've told customers to use it and then the you know and then it bites me in the bum when i forget to use it on my own subscription um well that's how it goes usually (laughs) (laughs) so right all that nonsense how is your lockdown how are are things coming out of lockdown in slovenia are things coming out now or are you still under full lockdown uh no no we're not um, we actually got a lot of things um, unlocked um, on May 18th. Okay. So we can move, you know, we can move freely. Um, work has resumed. Public transportation has resumed. Stuff has resumed. Um, it just, you know, you have to wear masks. Uh, you should do like a distancing of 1.5 meters or two meters or stuff like that. Okay. Um, you still, it's still mandatory to wear masks inside in public spaces. Okay, um, so you've been provided that's, with that's them. Loaded. Are you being given? Mar- <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, okay. No. okay. no, of course not. You have to get them yourself. Um, but well, other than that, it's. I mean, they've they've started kindergarten. They've started school for the first three three years. The first three, um, uh, what are they called? Not classes, but you know, first, yeah. second, and reception third years. Year yeah, yeah, yeah. For those, um, the the other kids are still schooling from home. Um, other than that, it's it's fine. I mean, it's. So, what about restaurants and places like that? Open. So, open. eat open. eat eat in or just take away? Uh, both. You you can now eat in. First, they had them open just for the like for, you can serve it outside. Yeah. But now you can also go in, <laughs> which makes. A very interesting situation, right? You have to wear masks inside the public space. How are you going to eat with your mask, right? So here's the thing, the the solution they came up with. When you go into the restaurant, you have to wear a mask. While you're ordering, you have to uh, wear a mask. But while you're sitting at the table, you don't have to wear it. And then you get up and then you go out and you have to wear a mask. So if you get up to go to the toilet, you have to put your mask back on to go to the toilet. and then. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's really brilliant. <laughs> right. It's, I guess it's better than nothing. And I guess it's oh, an yeah. attempt, but it's... So I, I'm interested because the UK, we, we must be looking at other countries to see what they're doing and how effective they are. So the countries that are coming out of lockdown, it, it's, you know, whether we go... I mean, I assume that we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go the similar way as, as you or, or another country because... Probably. But we did have a, a very small amount of um, like positive uh, infected people and not a lot of deaths. Yeah. I mean, I did see that um, at one point the UK was third in the world behind wow. um, the USA. China and, no, and China? No, no. No, Italy. Italy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we were third. Um but with most in Europe well for done. death, most in Europe for death, and then Brazil has come out of nowhere with loads of cases. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and but in in China, it looks really. Oh, and Russia, they're they're reporting lots and lots. So we're down in fifth of reported cases. Um, but yeah, China is very very low on its reported numbers. So obviously, yeah, that's... I've I've read that they've they've underreported by a lot. Um. I don't think that helps. You know, it's, no, no, it's one of those. No, no. no. It, I, it. I just hope. I just hope that we don't get a swing second wave, so that everybody opens up now and then it would go like, like that. I I think it's expected um, that yeah, because if you haven't had it, you know, since it's very very contagious, you know. Masks are quite masks are really good if you've got it if you know you've got it you know but mm-hmm. if you, you know, if someone picks you know 
handle something that you handle or something gets transmitted in a slightly different way um then a few people when when they start relaxing even more then there's more chance of getting it because it's not going to disappear yeah. and sure. people start well, traveling as well um i think the idea was I mean, instead of having a huge spike of you know of cases and lots of deaths all in one space to spread it out over a long period of yeah, time yeah. So, yeah, and then it's going to be just another flu or or cold or something like that. Yeah. It, it, it will be expected, you know. We'll learn to live with it. Yeah. Um, if it goes on for long enough, then, you know, another six months, yeah. maybe we'll yeah. have a vaccine. Um, you know, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit pessimistic that we'll actually get one. Because so far, there hasn't been any vaccine for any uh, corona-type viruses. They've only been in animals, and even those are not the the ones that are like um, that that can be used as a stepping stone to to the human vaccine. But we'll see what happens. I well, I mean, I think it was the last couple of days there have been some positive tests coming out of a human trial, but that's that's really? with, okay. I have read that, but but that's that's six six or eight people. So, because obviously they can't just do it, you know, yeah, it takes course. a long time for the whole thing. It, but then it could just be statistically, that's just not statistically significant. It could just be, um, well, oh, those cool. people were going to get better anyway. And it, it, yeah. it, and I think there was a study that people were looking at a little while ago that just reduced the the period that you felt bad by a few days, not oh, actually got good. rid of it. So that, that's helpful, right? If yeah. you think about it, that's really helpful because it puts less strain on the on the medical medical system, on the healthcare system. Yes, but obviously the UK isn't um, a shining star in in kind of any of this this kind of you know responding and quickly. By, and you're leaving by the end of the year. <laughs> oh, oh. It, that's that's the one advice. So. One of the questions that I ask people are one of the what's one of the good things that's come out. So what's one of the good things that's come out? And it's about you know spending more time with the family. You know, we haven't been talking about Brexit. I mean, that's a great, that's a great advantage. Um, So what have been? So what have you noticed has been good out of that's come out of it? Apart from not talking about Brexit, good. Well, I've seen a lot more people playing with their kids outside. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, t- I take it, you, I mean, I don't know anything about your situation. You don't have um, children or dependents? Or... I, I have I have a one-year-old. Oh, okay, okay all right. Shh, yeah. Do we need to be quiet? No. No. No, that's okay. He, he she's not in bed. Well, I mean, would be asleep. No, he, he is sleeping now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, luckily, he's sleeping. Uh, yeah, he started walking right now, uh, and uh, so uh, we took him for a long walk today. So he was tired. Um, but yeah, the, the thing is, right? Because people, a lot of people, um, stayed home. Uh, so I hope that some of those relationships improved. But the thing is, if you're if you're staying in the very small space for a, a long period of time. You will have you will have issues, right? So I hope that those issues haven't surfaced a lot. Yeah, I mean, if you if you've got a house or you've got access to well, especially in the UK where you weren't supposed to leave your hat, leave your flat, or you know, if you didn't, you go out into your own garden. But if you you could go out for an hour a day of exercise, but that was it. Otherwise, you would be stuck at home. Oh, um, yeah, exactly. I mean, we we can go out and take a walk. We could do that all the time. We just we had to be uh, like uh, with the family. We couldn't go for a walk with a friend or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think our rules have just uh-huh. changed, but yeah. uh, uh, where you can, I think, go with a a single friend or mm-hmm. play sport or something with someone. But yeah. um, uh, as for as for other good stuff, you asked. Um, the air is cleaner. There's less pollution. Um, 
you know, but then you look at the news from China and they are back to the same pollution levels. So, well, it won't take long. I mean, exactly. It's, it's, it's uh, I, so, don't, I mean, not a lot of good stuff uh, came out of it anyway. So, well, so people, people in our industry, in the IT industry, or who do, um, you know, a lot of people have just been working from home. So, a lot of people were working yeah. from home anyway. But if you didn't, you know, you would have then been working from home and then your employers will see, well, actually they can do work from home. And so it may encourage more companies to allow their staff to work from home. Yeah. Um, the thing is that um, as an employee, right, do you want to work from home? Some, right, yeah, that, so, that's a question because, see, for me, I don't want, I, I really don't want to work from home. Because I like the interaction of the office, you know, I like yeah. interacting with people and stuff, stuff like that, you know, going for lunch, having a chat, you know, having a talk by the water cooler. Um, and working from home kind of um, removes you from all that. Now, if you're like an introvert or something, then sure, that works. Um, you, you have to put you have to put those things back. So you still have to do the water coolers. You still have to do these little. So, yeah. um, and you have to make yourself do it. So a colleague of mine, we have, we call it a, a V coffee. So we just, <laughs> we just, nice. we just did have a chat. We just bring up teams and we just go on and we just talk to each other and that's it. Um, we, we have the same thing. So at the company I work for, we had working from home um, and we had once a week, we had a, like an hour long meeting and just, chat and stuff yeah. uh so yeah you have to keep those contacts um but i think that yeah the good the positive thing from all this is the infrastructure is being built for the, these kinds of things and hopefully hopefully a lot of people realize that a meeting can be replaced by an email really do you, I, do you I, think? I really i, I really no i <laughs> hope I, I really hope that that would happen Mm, yeah <laughs> I, I i saw my meetings go up you know length just or every you know there were just periods Although, of just uh, teams you, you know what has probably went down which events is somebody comes up to you and says i've sent you an email did you get it <laughs> no no, well, what, what you do get is people sending you messages on Teams saying, I've just sent you an email. Can you have a look at it? Yeah, but that's fine. I mean, you can ignore that if you want, right? Uh, yeah. If somebody comes physically to you and taps you on the shoulder, it's like you, it's hard to ignore that. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, have you seen the, I don't know whether they have it in Slovenia, but certainly um, I've seen it at Microsoft, the concept of no hello. So you don't go onto chats and go, hello. You actually, okay. in the chat window, no, oh, okay. you, you say, oh, can you help me out with the problem? Or can you spend me five minutes to do this? You don't just say hi. Because, because well, um, clearly what, what are they doing? They, they, they want your attention, but they're not saying why. So if, you, know, you, you then have ah, to so reply back. Straight yeah, yeah, straight yeah, to the point. Yeah. Instead of, yeah. Yeah, do, we need a com do we need a conversation? Say, hi, how are you? How are the kids? Right. Uh, you know, what did you do yesterday? Right. Now, can you can you now look at get that email that I sent you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, get rid of the ballast. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a website which is called, no, I think it's nohello.com. <laughs> I've never heard of it. But yeah. Okay, the, so the thing which is redirect you to no hello. So, <laughs> you know, so I do see them go, hi, Mark. And I just see, right, okay. Uh, and I'll just wait, and right, if they don't say anything, I'll just carry on working. Right? You know, if if it's important, you, you, do, you do realize that from now on, from now on, every time I contact you, I will go hi, Mark. <laughs> and it's just, it'll be dead air from then onwards. Yeah, and I'll be like, see, somebody something beeped, and it went like hi. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. That's <laughs> I should have put my phone on do not disturb. Do you know my phone is it on do not disturb? No, I don't know, but it was the high mark. Yeah, yeah, it was. There's another message coming through on Teams now. <laughs> right, nice. I haven't asked you any of the kind of the standard questions, so I need to get and ask sure. you them because we've been talking okay. for it's almost so it's nine o'clock. Um, yeah. Right. 
I know this one off by heart. What's your favourite cheese? My favourite cheese? Oh, come on. You must have seen this question. Cheese. I mean, you, do you have cottage. one? Cottage. Oh, cottage cheese. Uh, really? Cottage no. and, and goat cheese. All right. I can see goat cheese. Cottage, cottage cheese. cheese really? Love. Yeah. But it's just it, like it, lumpy. Yeah, yeah. It brings me back to my to my youth, to, to my childhood, not youth. You, so we, we ate it with with salt on it and cream, um, so like sour cream and um, some bacon. And okay. yeah, it's like, what is it called? Like young onions? Uh, were they the, the white, the white and green? Yeah, the, the white the green tall? thing. Yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah those, we... those and some tomatoes. That's amazing. That's pure joy. Cottage cheese. I haven't seen yeah. cottage cheese for a few years. Yeah, now you want it, don't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want your cottage cheese. How? How did you come up with a question? What's your favorite cheese? Is that a British thing or? No, no. So there are. This 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 question came from two different places. Um. I was talking to, um, I was interviewing Ian Pike. Um, it's the first interview I did. And Michael Robson, I don't know if you know Michael, he runs no. a Newcastle user group, said, ask him, what's your favourite cheese? And <laughs> and so I went, okay. Because, um, well, so I asked him Why and not? he came up. Um, now, that is a question um, that comes from this book. Oh, I know which book. Right, this book. So this <laughs> emergency question. Yeah, yeah. So it comes. It, it comes from this book. So I asked Michael. Oh, that was very funny that it comes from this book because I was going to use this book anyway, and he went, "No, no, no, that's my question." He asks people, um, just when when there's like dead air and someone needs to ask a question, that's his standard question. Jesus. So it's. Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever works. Whatever works for him, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. True. All right. So let's do the MVP quiz, um, because okay. every MVP has to do the MVP quiz, and I know you've done no preparation. So. Um, you, oh yeah, I've studied a lot. You, you can also choose, um, as Rob Shaw did, with the answer is NDA, or you can pass if you don't want to answer. It's fine, right? Okay. Um, it's it's quite hard and tough. So just so you know, that's on mute. I shouldn't do that. What does MVP stand for? Ooh, most. <laughs> I'm kidding. Most valuable professional. <laughs> right. Is there a secret handshake? Oh yeah, but it's done with legs. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, Right, who's the tallest MVP? The tallest? Ooh. LaRock? Ooh. Okay. Because we had Benny, and then someone has contested Benny and said that it could have been um, either Jason Horner. He thought Jason Horner was a bit taller than Benny. Yeah. Um, could be. And you think... How tall is Thomas Arock? I don't know. I think he's like 6'4 or something like that. Oh, well, Benny's 6'7. Oh, okay. Then it's not him. I don't know. It's I, I just guessed. No, no. I don't it's, know. Um, we, did, we, did, we did have a bit of fun at, at Alex Whittles saying that kind of Alex Whittles is, <laughs> is a short, he's a short ass he's MVP. Like, he, he, <laughs> he's the tallest UK MVP. Yeah, yeah, but he's tiny. Little Alex, we call him now. Um, <laughs> do you get free that, parking? That is so wrong. That is so wrong. Little Alex, okay. Um, if I get what? Uh, do you get free parking? Where? Well, anywhere. I mean, as a benefit no. of being there. Okay. Uh, what's the best free thing you got while being an MVP? A free thing? A uh, free gift or... Uh, or from, sort of... from, from Microsoft or in general? 
It could be in general. I mean, the questions are so open. It, you've been in it. How long have you been an MVP? 10 years now. Yeah. So what's the best free thing you've had in 10 years? <laughs> I'd guess a tablet. Ooh. When did you get that? What was that for? I won it in a raffle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It's extra. Oh, okay. So was that the was that the time you were at Well there was one thing at Exeter where you were I think you would get you had to get back to Stansted at some ridiculous time in the morning. <laughs> and you had a bus at like yeah. six or something. No, 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 no. So I had a I had a flight from Stansted at nine at eleven. At eleven in the morning on a Sunday. And there was no transportation at all to catch that train from Exeter, uh, to catch that flight from Exeter, because you would have to get to Victoria in London, then go through the tube to Liverpool Street, and then took the Stansted Express to Stansted, right? And that's 45 minutes for the Stansted Express and 20 minutes for the tube and whatever the train is, right? And there was no train, basically. Um, so I uh, found a bus that left from Exeter at 1.40 a.m., and went to went through Bristol, I think, like Bristol Airport, and then it, it took like a huge like a turn or turn, and then came to Victoria at seven or seven in the morning. Yeah, and I got I got I left. So we were drinking that Saturday um, after the sequel Saturday, and I said, "Well, guys, have fun at one fifteen in the morning. So guys, have fun. I'm off. Enjoy yourselves." went to the bus station and I didn't have a ticket because I thought I would buy a ticket on the bus. And the guy goes, well, well, I'm full. I, you, you, you have to buy a ticket on, online. And I didn't know that. So he wouldn't let me on the bus. So I came back to, to the hotel and everybody was like, what the hell happened? And I said, well, this is what happened. And I was looking at options. And in the end, I called up a taxi that took me to Victoria. And I think that taxi driver had the best night of his life. Of, no, no, not life. Taxi driving career. Because he came to, I, I talked to a taxi company and they were like, yeah, somebody will be there in 15 minutes. And this was at four in the morning to drive me to London from Exeter, right? And the guy comes up and he's like 60 years old. And I'm like, so why, how, how, why, right? And he goes, well, I have a, customer that is that I have to pick up in London Heathrow so he basically had a bonus for both uh, directions right um, and then I came to Victoria at seven in the morning and I was at Stansted at nine right so plenty of time and then um, it started snowing S snowing, snowing. Yeah, this was early March. So it started snowing and it's it snowed for about two centimeters. And the, 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 all the planes and everything was delayed. And my flight was delayed for three hours. And if I had known that, I would have just taken the train. Yeah, because there would have been... Yeah, there would be time. Right. So, you, so you, were next, you were next to... And I went to bed because uh, you were going to get on the bus. And I went to bed... At, 12 or before you left um yeah and i i have to drive past stansted so i didn't <laughs> didn't know any of this but the yeah. i was sharing a room with someone and so who got to bed at four after four or something and and though as we were driving back and i say oh okay and he went i went you you got you know you got in really late yeah i was up with my ladder and everything but but Maladin had to leave. He was getting on. He said, no, no, no. He said, we, he, yeah, the, they couldn't get on the bus or something. And I went, we're driving past Stansted Airport. We could have given him a lift. Yeah. I mean, we, literally, it's not a, it would have been a two minute detour because we were driving up the motorway. We could have just come off, yeah. dropped you off and then gone back on. And for some but reason, he just didn't say anything. I had no idea. 
it was no. I, I thought I would get on the bus. It was, it was like you know. Yeah. Oh well, you know. Was, uh, yeah, I mean that was a few years ago, wasn't it? I mean we can't go back in time, but yeah. sorry. That was that was two thousand and thirteen, I think. All they all the years sort of just all the conferences sort of merge into one big yep. conference. So I don't I can't unless there's something significant like the sequel bits party or the Exeter party. So I think that was the Exeter party. Was that the one where we had the surfboard? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I can't remember. I, I know. I, I've been to every single one. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Yeah. So um, have you, so we'll carry on with the quiz. Have, have yeah. you really got Bill Gates's phone number or his fax number? Uh, no. Okay. But Bill Gates knows about me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good or bad? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Finish, finish the story. Three MVPs walk into a bar. And then walk out a few okay. hours later. <laughs> okay. And can you sneak me into the next MVP summit? You're, you're, you're an employee. Just come on by. Ah, uh, well, you know, I can't get the flights. I can't expense the flights to Seattle. Well, then I can sneak you in. I mean, I, I, could, I could pack you in a suitcase and, like, put you in, on, in hold on the airplane. But... I, might, I might get a... <laughs> Yeah, you know, somewhere <laughs> over Greenland, I might need to get out to use the bathroom. But minor details. Minor detail. Just wear a nappy. It'd be fine. All right. <laughs> yeah. What's the worst thing that can happen? So you freeze a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they're not compre- they're not pressurized, are they? Yeah. Cheers for that. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for thinking about me. Wear more clothes. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we've got two Excellent more questions. Blankets. One is the emergency question, which I put over there to you, which is okay. the one from Richard Herring, um, who's a comedian from the UK. Um, and then the other one is, who do you think would have fun having a chat? So um, you were nominated and kind of a few other people have been nominated. So yeah, the idea is we carry the conversations on mm-hmm. and you nominate someone else. So so, so how, how do I know who has been nominated? Uh, you just sort of... I mean, you can watch, so the way I would say it is that you can watch every single episode, the 28, like, um, program, um, pod chats, as I've called them, shows, and then then you know. Or you can just um, nominate someone afterwards if, if it's easier. But it's... Um, what I haven't hmm. done is I haven't spread over the channel, so... Um, oh, uh, you mean the the, uh, the, US, the US guys? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm kind of I'm moving slowly across bits of Europe. Um, there's still a few people from the UK I haven't talked to. Um, there's a few more MVPs and a few other people. They don't have to be MVPs. And then I'm gonna, you know, there's a few other people in the US I want to ask on. You know, like Buck Woody yeah. and Brent, but. Um, what I thought I'd do is I'd practice, you know, get get good at this because, you know, you can't mm. interview Brent and Buck and waste their time. You know, you, you've got to you've got to be true. on the game. So have you, right. have you have you had Nico? No, but he oh. that was one of the people. Yes, I will. I'll, 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 I'll get him on for season two. So, ah, so you already have him booked? No, 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 no. I, I haven't. I haven't asked him yet. So I'll ask him because he'll be a lot of fun. So if you pick a number yeah, between, that's, that's why I thought about that's like, that's why I thought of him. He, I mean, he'll be hard to contain because once you get Nico going, he'll, he'll yeah. Just don't talk about CCIs. There's <laughs> <laughs> a hundred. What? How many? Like I don't know how many hundreds of. I need to do the research before to know how many blog posts he's done, but it's just like hundreds, isn't it? I mean, it's ridiculous amounts of blog posts on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he must know yeah. more than the, you know, the program managers at Microsoft about CCRs. Prob- probably, could be. Yeah. So pick a number between one thousand one and one thousand and one, and then we will. 
I'll read it out. And if it's not too rude, I'll read it out. 692. Six, any reason why 692? None. Okay. Um, okay. Have you ever... Heck- Should I pick another one? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's okay. just... So they're all unusual. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, have you ever heckled a comedian? And how did it work out for you? So, if, uh, you know, when someone's on stage, sh- even if it's like a presenter yeah. or something, he's shouting uh, something on stage have, at them. I have. I have. Um, it worked out okay. They had some fun at my expense and it was okay. I also I also once slept in Buckwoody's session. You don't sleep in a Buckwoody session. You don't. I slept. You don't. You don't sleep in a Buckwoody session and be alive to tell the story. I'm how, probably the only one who did that. How did you sleep in a Buckwoody session? Uh, the secret is you have to sit in the first row, <laughs> uh-huh. which I did. <laughs> you are a braver man than me to um to to risk doing that i presume you had a heavy night before i don't remember <laughs> that's even worse <laughs> see what's the point in ha- going out having a good time and not remembering the good time you had well <laughs> that... depends on what you did it doesn't doesn't seem like a good time if you can't remember it well <laughs> I think on that note. No, it was so long. I, I, it was so long ago. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Not, not, not that you were black, blacked it at blanked. No, no, no. Okay. All right. Yeah. There's no point getting too drunk that you can't remember what happened True. because. True. It's 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 a waste that, of the it's drink. Useless. Yeah. Exactly. That's well, not coffee. No, no. Well, I've, I've got. Well, the coffee's gone cold. Oh, so that's vodka. Uh, no, it's just it's it's just cordial. <laughs> Yes, it's a pint of vodka. Yes, yes. Which is why the interviews go after I finish the coffee. The interviews just go up. Right? Yeah. You start on the coffee, start on the vodka. You start to loosen up. You start to say stuff. Yeah. Well, on that yeah. note, on the um, pint of vodka, I think it's time for to say good night and to let you get back. Nope. Because if you've got a one-year-old, you're probably not getting as much sleep as you should be. Mm. I like to sleep in. He doesn't let me. <laughs> no. And and as soon as he gets the hang of opening doors and being a one-year-old and maybe getting out of his room, then there's no kind of stopping him. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. For a very wide definition of fun. Uh, yeah. It's... When I, when we, you have your first, or so what I found is your first child, you're always wanting to get them to the next stage. You know, so when they're eating, it's like, oh, when will they get to eating solid food? When they'll come off, you know, breast milk to solid food? When will they eat this? When will they go from like rolling on their back to crawling? And when will they go from crawling to walking? And when will they go to talking? And then your next ones, you're going, well, there's no rush. You know, just you, you go, oh, well, just enjoy that stage where they couldn't move. And then now, oh, yeah, 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 you start, to, you start to think back because there'll be what one is very portable because you can pick them up, carry them around, do stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, put them in a baby carrier. Um, oh, we, in... we stopped using that. Oh, OK. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's walking now. There's no point anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they can sleep in the carrier, and one probably is a bit too heavy as well. Yeah, so I mean, I've oh, he's like he's like ten kilos. I can I can handle ten kilos. Yeah, well, more more for his own body weight because it presses down on the legs, the bottom bit of the. When they get a bit uh, heavier, you start notice their legs go blue. Shh, don't. No, that's not a bad parenting tip. When when their legs start to go blue and cold, you know you need to take them out of the carrier. Yeah. No, well, never... as long as their head doesn't turn blue, it, it's all yeah. okay. Well, blue is never a good color with babies. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, that we ever let that happen. No, yeah. But, but yeah, it's, but sure. you start to go, right? They're really portable. You can pick them up and carry them. And then, yeah. And then yeah. You, you lose that. And then so they're off on their own. They're doing their own thing. And then suddenly they're, well, 
maybe not with boys, but with girls, they're talking about boyfriends and they're talking about other stuff before you know it. Um, how, how old are you? Um, 11 and 13. Ooh, so interesting. around those times of Exeter, they were kind of quite small. Yeah. So, so which is one of the reasons that, you know, you go out to these events and you go, oh, I can get early. Oh, I can get some sleep. <laughs> yeah. It, they, it, it, it's like you go from, yeah, party time to, oh, sleepy time. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Through the years. Yeah, there's, the, yeah. You, all your friends are staying up late and they're staying up and they're mm. staying to four in the morning and they're, going through the different ranges of whiskeys and then yeah true and you go well i, that, that, I had nine hours sleep why, that's why you skip the early sessions oh uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you're you're known for scaring annette though for not not turning up not not seeing you till 11 o'clock what do you mean I, i'm always on time when she tells me to be there i'm there she, yes, she Every is. Every single time. You are always there. You're never late for yeah. a session. You're always there when you need to be there. But you know, it's always nice to see those faces a little bit earlier because you think, right, what room is Maladin in? Do we have to go and knock on the door? I, I, I remember her going, uh, um, like, worried a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, she doesn't do that anymore. But, you know, no, no, she, she knows me now. Yeah, yeah. You're reliable. All right. On that yes. note, <laughs> it's time for me to go to bed and get some sleep, and you go get some sleep. Okay.